0: Mrs. Croft, mother of Barbara and Dick, has a difficult problem to solve. She has received an offer for an old ranch down in Texas. The money from the sale will help the Croft family and permit Dick to continue his flying. But Jimmy Allen feels she should investigate the proposition before making her decision. However, right now, Jimmy is working on his own problem. He has just landed from a practice flight and is taxiing up to the hangar. Flash Lewis is waiting for him.
1: Jimmy, hold it. You run over me in that sky buggy. Hello there, Flash. Well, I didn't mean to run you down, but this bus rolled farther than I intended. Why didn't you use your brakes? Oh, it's a good thing in learning to fly not to use too much brakes. Oh, sure. In the old days, ships didn't have brakes. Taxing a plane on the ground in a high wind was as hard as guiding an ocean liner into New York Harbor. I guess that's no joke either. Well, I'll cut the switches on this bus. I'm about through for the day anyway. What'd you do this afternoon, Jim? Wait till I get out of this ship and get this heavy parachute off. There. Oh, I practiced some more landings. Made about 15 or 20, I guess, and went through some general air work. Say, Jimmy, did you ever find out anything about your friend Dick Croft? Oh, yeah, Dick's had a bad break, Flash. Well, in fact, the whole family has. You see, their father isn't living, and I just learned that Mrs. Croft's income from some bond she owned is about down to nothing. Oh, that's too bad. Hey, who belongs to the trim little ship down the line there? Sure is a pretty job. Bet it's fast, too. Oh, that yellow ship? Some guy by the name of Bender landed in it a while ago. Left it at our place for service. He seemed to know the new manager. That's him coming over here now. Boy, that sure is a sweet-looking little airplane. Gosh, I hope someday I can have a ship like that. Just keep on plugging away, Jimmy.
0: Say, ain't you the mechanic at Central Flying?
1: I'm the chief mechanic at Central Flying School. Why? You need something?
0: You're the chief mechanic, eh? Well, you're the guy I'm looking for. I don't want no ham-handed grease balls working on my airplane. Who's this, one of your grease monkeys?
1: No, this is a flying student. Jimmy Allen's his name. Your name's Bender, isn't it?
0: That's right, Bender. Rip Bender. Rip wide open. I like some I like a red of my women pretty. And they ain't made an airplane yet I can't turn inside out.
1: Well, how do you do, Mr. Bender?
0: Yeah, how are you, kid? What's your name, fella?
1: Lewis is my name, Flash Lewis. And I ain't seen an airplane engine that I couldn't.
0: Yeah, well, save that for the 10-hour students, Lewis. You see that yellow crate of mine down the line? Yeah, I saw you bring her in. Well, that's Rip Bender's airplane. The cutest little job that ever double-rolled off a loop. Why, there ain't an airport in Texas that doesn't know that little job.
1: That's a nice-looking ship, all right.
0: Now, look here, Lewis. I want you to service that grate yourself. Fill her full of gas, check the oil, check the tap and clearances on my rocker arms, and get a couple of your grease monkeys to wipe that ship off. Where are you from, Mr. Bender? Well, kid, I'm from anywhere. You name it, I've been there. I've hopped hedges in every state in the Union. I dusted cotton in the South, been on forest patrol in the Northwest... All the mail over the Alleghenies in the east and flew gas and ammunition over the hump in China.
1: Gee, you've certainly done a lot of flying. Yeah, and that
0: ain't all. If some dizzy engineer builds a crate that nobody else can fly, they gets on the phone and calls for bender.
1: Oh, you're a test pilot, too, huh?
0: Ah, I'm every kind of a pilot, kid. You see that last air movie, The Cloud Devils? Yeah, I saw it. You saw it, eh? Well, how'd you like the sun flying in it? Oh, I thought the air action was very good. I done the sun flying in cloud devils. (laughs) Well, me and a couple other guys. Say, who's a swell-looking dame driving up here in the car? Oh, that's... Well,
1: it's Barbara Croft. I wonder who she's looking for.
0: Croft, did you say? Miss Croft? Well, she must be looking for me. Well, boys, pull up a chair and learn something. You're going to see Rip Bender go into action.
2: Hello, Jimmy. Hello, Mr. Lewis. Say, Jimmy, I'm looking for a Mr. Bender. I wonder if you have any idea. Oh, hello, Barbara.
0: I think. Well, you're looking right at him. I'm Rip Bender, and there ain't nobody else like him. You're Miss Croft, ain't you?
2: Why, how fortunate. Yes, I'm Miss Croft. I didn't expect to find you so quickly. And
0: I didn't expect to find Miss Croft so, well, so good looking.
2: Oh, well, Mr. Bender, I really don't
0: Oh, that's all right. Rip Bender says what he thinks.
2: Have you been doing some flying,
1: Jimmy? Oh, a little bit, Barbara. I've been practicing some landings and spins.
0: Yeah, the kid here tells me he's learning to fly. If I get time, I'll show you a few of my tricks.
1: Well, thanks, Mr. Bender, but I've ridden quite a bit with Speed Robertson, and he's taught me a lot of things. He's my instructor, you know.
0: Oh, yeah? Speed Robertson, eh? What would you say your name was?
2: Why, that's Jimmy Allen.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, I've heard of Robertson. He's one of them publicity pilots. Every landing's an adventure for that guy. And if the camera boys ain't around, he's
1: sore. You're not talking about Speed Robertson, Mr. Bender. You must have someone else in mind. Speed doesn't have to go out after publicity.
2: Well, possibly we'd better run along, Mr. Bender. I think Mother's waiting
1: for Yeah, I'll let you be the chauffeur.
0: Ah, oh, there we are. All right, Lewis, get to work on that ship of mine. I may want to give Miss Croft an airplane ride.
1: Bye, Jimmy. Goodbye, Mr. Lewis. Well, that guy wins a gold plated propeller. Gosh, Flash, who is that bird? And how does he happen to know Barbara? <laughs> he may be the best pilot in the world, but I have my doubts.
2: Oh, I'm sure you led a most interesting and thrilling life, Mr. Bender, visiting so many strange places. Here we are. Just go right inside.
0: Well, somebody's got to do them tough-lying jobs, and it takes a guy with nerve.
2: Oh, yes. The minute I saw you, I knew you were a man with plenty of nerve. Here, I'll close the door and call Mother. Please make yourself comfortable. Thank you. Mother! Oh, Mother! Mr. Bender's here. Yes, Bob. I'll be right
0: in. Nice little place you got here, ma'am.
2: We've grown to be very fond of it. They're just the three of us, you know. Mother, my brother Dick, and myself. Well, this is a pleasant surprise, Mr. Bender.
0: Well, I'll tell you. I hadn't had no answer to the letter I wrote you, so I figures, well, maybe i better climb in my airplane and come up here.
3: It was rather a surprise. Did you have a pleasant trip?
0: Oh, I didn't come up here special to see you. I was down in Tulsa working on a big business deal, and I thought as long as I'm up that far, I might as well come on up here.
3: Oh,
2: what is your business, Mr. Bender?
0: I don't have no regular business. I'm a pilot and do a lot of flying.
2: Oh, yes, Mr. Bender's been telling me about his many interesting experiences. Well, how odd.
3: You see, my son is interested in learning to fly and is just crazy about aviation. My
0: old man lives down in Texas, ma'am. We got a ranch near San Rafael about 400 miles from the border. The old gent has a lot of cattle. In the last year or two, I've been down there helping the old fella out and riding the range for him.
2: Mr. Mr. Bender was telling me that he flies over his father's ranch and watches the cattle that way. Sort of a modern version of the old-time cowboy. How very interesting.
0: Yeah, we got a big ranch down there with thousands of head of cattle on it. I kind of looks after him for the old man.
3: Is your ranch anywhere near my property?
0: Well, it's like I told you in that letter. This land of yours adjoins our ranch, and the old man and I gets together and figures we might as well add on to our holdings, provided you don't want too much money for the land. I'll tell you right now, it ain't worth nothing, but it ain't doing you no good. You living up here and everything, so we figures you might be willing to let it go at a reasonable figure.
3: Yes, I guess it's true. The land is of very little use. I'm ashamed to admit, but I've never been down there myself.
0: Well, you ain't missed anything... ...unless you like Mesquite, grass, mountains and canyons.
3: The tract has been in my family for years and years... ...but I've never really taken much interest in it. My husband used to make yearly trips down there for the hunting. He seemed to love the country... ...but I just never got around to accompanying him.
0: Yes, all right for hunting... ...but it ain't no place for a lady like you or a gal like Barbara.
3: It does seem as though the land should be worth something... Since receiving your letter, I've looked up some papers on it and find that our particular tract contains over 10,000 acres.
0: Oh, that ain't much of a ranch down in the part of the country, Mrs. Croft. Not in Texas. We don't need the land, you understand. But just thought it would sort of round out our holdings and give our stock additional grazing.
3: Yes, but $3,000 seems such an insignificant amount for that much land. If I did sell it, I'd hope to realize much more than that. Well, it was just
0: like I was telling you, you can't give away that land down in the country. They've got more land than they know what to do with down there in Texas.
3: We had the ranch and the family for generations. I rather hate to think of giving it up.
0: Well, suit yourself. There's another track directly south and a little to the west of us. We'd just as soon have. And I reckon we can buy it cheaper than we offered you. Money's money nowadays, you know. The old man says I'm a fool for one to pay $3,000 for that mess of rock and mesquite. If you don't want to talk business, I'll go back down to San Antonio and... See the owner of that land south of us.
3: Maybe I'm too sentimental about the old ranch and well, we could we could find use for the money, all right. Do I understand that you're willing to pay cash for the property? That's
0: right, lady. Cash on the barrelhead. And when Rip Bender goes out to talk business, he carries the cash right with him.
3: I don't know what earthly good I'd have for that land. Our home is up here, and Richard has no desire nor inclination to do anything with it course, when conditions were different, I didn't mind paying the taxes. Oh, maybe we'd better let the old ranch go, Barbara.
2: Well, Mother, you know best, of course. It's your land, and you know what you want to do with it. But after all, this is rather sudden. We really hadn't expected, Mr. Bender. Yes, that's true, dear. Wouldn't it be a good idea to talk it over with Dick and then let Mr. Bender know later?
0: I don't see if there's much to talk over, folks. I got the money right with me, and I come up here prepared to do business. That land ain't changed, didn't you know? And you've been paying taxes on it for a long time. I don't see nothing to stop us from putting the deal over right now.
3: Barbara, I think Mr. Bender's right. I see no reason for any delay. I believe
2: I'll sell the property, Mr. Bender. Excuse me a minute, Mother. I want to make a phone call.
0: You're doing a sensible thing, Mrs. Croft. Give me a paper and pencil and we'll draw up an agreement.
1: Will Mrs. Croft sign the sales agreement
0: which Rip Bender so eagerly places before? And why did Barbara suddenly leave the
1: room to make a phone call? Perhaps we'll learn in the next exciting episode of The Air Adventures of Jimmy Allen.